welcome back to another edition of the Bidari Podcast. Uh, this week, it's Jeremy and myself. Uh, Jay has taken a uh, little hiatus from the podcast, but I'm sure he'll be back at some point. Um, this week, we got a lot to talk about. We've been off for basically a month. It was it was good to take a break, but it's good to be back. Oh, yeah. I, I'm pumped to be back because I feel like we like missed out on so much. Oh, there's, there's so much. Uh, I wanted to start out uh, by probably one of the biggest things that happened while we were gone. The NBA had its draft. We had the NBA draft. Uh, off off the bat, did you did you did you pay much attention to the draft? Did you kind of keep tabs on it? Like, what what was the what was the biggest highlight of the draft? Um. Well, first off, oh excuse me. First off, <laughs> if a month ago, that's when the draft was pretty much. Yeah, about it, yeah. Yeah, that well, that. That went by fast. Um, yeah, I know. We just finished the summer league and everything. Um, I mean, for the most part, the draft went as I expected it to be. I probably think the most shocking, I guess if you want to say shocking, was um, Jaden Ivey falling a few picks to the Pistons. I know, I know a lot of people had him going top five, uh, maybe mm-hmm. top three, even like arguably number one. But... Um, the Kings were the favorites to pick him, and they ended up picking yep. Keegan Murray, who honestly I think is working out pretty well for them if we're going to go by how the Summer League went. Because he, can... he won Summer League MVP, and he's been cooking. Definitely. And we can touch base on the Summer League after we uh, we talk about the draft. What I want to do is a uh, a little little segment about the draft. Just talking nothing, – nothing crazy, but just talking about the, the top ten – because there's so many picks in the NBA draft. But we're going to do uh, what I call trust or bust, which essentially I'll go through each pick, and you can tell me whether you trust that pick and you think it's going to pan out or you think it's going to be a bust. All right, I'm with it. All right, so number number one, the first pick in the draft was Paolo Benchero from Duke, and Orlando picked him up. I'm going to trust it. Um, I think he rem- I think he's like the most polished like offensive player out the draft. It kind of reminds me of when Jason Tatum came out the draft. Um, he, like everyone knew Jason Tatum was like the most polished, like scorer and like offensive player. There was just like some questionability, like on certain parts of offense, but I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. Bonchero will like adjust to the NBA, but I, I trust that he's going to be like their franchise player. For me, I'm going to say trust with it. Cause uh, his his level of <laughs> his level of confidence is too much for me. I just I feel like I feel like he's got to have at least one year where he gets humbled and then he can take the step. So maybe that'll be a rookie year, maybe it'll be a sophomore year. But I feel like there's going to be one year where he takes a dip and everyone's going to be like, ah, he was a bust, and then he'll come back. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, number two, everyone's talking about this guy, uh, Oklahoma City, uh, Chet Holgram. Or Holmgren, excuse me. I know a lot of people like rank on him for how skinny he is, but that dude is a baller. Like I don't, I don't care what anyone says. That dude can ball. I know, like we're not talking about summer league right now, but from what I saw in the summer league, he remind his game reminds me a lot of KD. Like he's just okay. like a seven seven foot person that could he could dribble, he could shoot, he could defend, like he could literally do everything. I think he just needs to put on like a little more muscle, but I I trust that he's gonna. Uh, pan out to be a good pick and that's that's my thing with a lot of um college players specifically big men they don't pan out so well because they're not big they're just 
they're like tall and lanky and then they just kind of like get just destroyed in the NBA because they're not big enough. They don't have the muscle. Um, so I think if he can gain some muscle, I think he could be a problem. But I mean, as he is, he's, he's showing that he can ball for sure. So I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to trust it. I think OKC has a really nice young core and I think it'll be interesting to watch them develop. And they still got like 30 more picks. Right, right. They still own the entire NBA in picks. <laughs> uh, number three, we've got uh, Houston. They drafted for a forward Jabari Smith. Uh, I'm going to go with – I don't think he's going to be a bust. But I don't think he's going to be like the guy. I, I still think Jalen Green is going to be the guy. Yeah. But I think he could be like a nice like – Probably like third option, maybe. I, yeah. I don't like. I, he's good. I don't, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's gonna live up to like the number three pick. That's fair. That's fair. I I would I would say the same. I I, I would question just in general, like what is the Rockets' plan? I mean, they seemingly had a good young core, and then they got rid of Christian Wood for basically popcorn. Uh, and, and I just, I just think that was a very strange move. Obviously it's, it's great for the, the Mavs, but, um, it just, it didn't make sense to me because they had a really nice young core and then now they're kind of starting over again. Um, which is just questionable to me. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with in the same category, not so much bust, but more so I have no clue why. Yeah. I, I, I can agree with that. Um, number four, we got uh, the Kings, and you talked a little bit about him, but Keegan Murray. Um, that care to elaborate, or huh? Care to elaborate on that? Uh, dude's a baller. Like, <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know who he was before the draft. Fair, but from watching the summer league, that dude, that dude's a bucket. Um, I think this is probably be like outside of Darren Fox, and probably since like Demarcus Cousins, I think this is going to be their best pick. Um, okay. I think he's a really good compliment to De'Aaron Fox. And then they got Davion Mitchell, too, who I think is going to be a defensive problem. And they have Sabonis. And Sabonis. That was such a weird pickup, Sabonis. Like, very, very. Yeah. Uh, and, and now, I guess, since they were trying to hone in on Keegan Murray, I guess it makes sense uh, some of the players they did get rid of. But um, but I think I think they could – they should be better than they were – last year i mean it's it'd be hard to be worse than they were last year well it's the king so i don't really expect much yeah all right number five we got detroit drafting Jaden ivy there he is he fell to fifth uh there was there was a lot of hype about him coming into the draft like like i said before like even going number one i think it was a really good pickup for the pistons i think him and kate cunningham are gonna be like a pretty good duo excuse me and um the Pistons have a really, really good young core, and we've mentioned this plenty of times before. The Pistons, re- like their record showed, they were a terrible team. But if you actually watch Pistons games, they weren't as bad as their record shows. Uh, they had I, like the most fair. close games last year, and a lot and of they beat all the top teams too. Yeah, I was about to say all their wins were against the top teams, pretty much. And I think yes, they had like, like seventeen can... wins, so seventeen or like fifteen whatever wins against top teams. I think that's pretty good to me. Yeah, and if you can share up a little bit more of the the wins against teams that you should beat, then you're probably a decent team. And they still have a they still have Dwayne Dwayne Casey, I believe, as their coach. So I think they're doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Number six, I'll also go um, trust with uh, Jaden Abbey. I think it'll be a good duo. Um, six, we got uh, Benedict Mathurin uh, for the Pacers uh, out of Arizona. Um, honestly, don't really know. Like, I don't really watch college that much. So, like, I knew like I knew all the top five picks. Maybe outside yeah. of Keegan Murray. Um. I don't really know much about him, so I'm gonna go undecided because I don't really know much about him. But right yes, now, sir. the but right now the Pacers are like low key, like a dumpster fire right now. Um, yeah. But usually when they rebuild, like when they traded for um, Sabonis and Oladipo, that was supposed to be their quote unquote rebuild. Um, they ended up surprising people, so maybe this is gonna turn out to be one of those cases where everyone expects them to be like a low tier team, but they turn out to be like one of the more competitive teams. The the thing that I, the thing that I like about um, uh, Benedict, uh, I, I watched a little bit of his gameplay, but not too, too much, but he's uh, in college. He, he maintained a 42% average shooting beyond the arc. So as far as being a sniper, I think he's got it down. He'll have to translate the rest of his game to the NBA, but I think it's something that the, Pacers have needed because they've lacked shooting on the outside. And I think with Halliburton as your point guard, you're definitely going to want to have some shooters because he's a really good passer. Yeah, you'll get the you'll get the uh, the open looks for sure. Uh, pick number seven, uh, Portland gets guard Shaden Sharp from Kentucky. So comes from a good school. Uh, they usually produce solid um, solid talent. Um, what are we thinking about this? I'm going to trust it um, just because he has Damian Lillard on his team. And then you have Anthony Simons, who's um, like on the rise right now. Yep. Uh, it just sucks that he already has a not significant injury, but like a, a injury that could probably linger throughout his career. Like shoulders are like shoulders, knees. Shoulders and knees and ankles are like your two are like your top three like biggest probably problems. Maybe yep. maybe your hips are back too, but that's like one of the major areas. I just hope he's able to stay healthy because uh, he's a sniper, and I think he's going to be a really good complement to Damon Anthony Simons. Yes, fair. And yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with trust on that one. Nice, nice. Um, I'll say the same. I think, uh, especially after um, last year. Uh, losing uh, CJ McCollum. They really need some more guards to boost that roster. Um, and uh, I like some of the offseason moves that Portland has done. I don't think they've uh, by any means gotten drastically better, but I think they've helped themselves. Um, just uh, breaking news, uh, kind of. Uh, James Harden, two-year deal, 68.6 mil with the Sixers. Um, that just came across my desk, as it were. So that's that's interesting. Uh, we can get to that in a little bit. But um, uh, ninth uh, in, in eighth the round uh, round one, uh, the eighth pick of the draft went to New Orleans, and they they drafted Di- Dyson Daniels uh, out of the G League. He's from Australia. Um, he's a guard, which I think New Orleans needed. What do you think? Um. So I agree, they do need a guard. But my question is, is, like, who was, like, the last good person to come out of Australia? Like, and, and, like, 
And, like, that was a lottery pick. I think the last Australian lottery pick was Dante Exum, and we all know how that turned out. Nobody really knew about him until probably, like, the day before the draft, and he was, like, getting hyped up. Uh, I don't know if this kid was getting hyped up, but I'm going to go. I haven't seen any of his game, but if we're going to go by what history says about Australian players in the league, I'm going to go with must. Hey, I mean. No disrespect. I'm one of the biggest busts ever, Ben Simmons. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot he's Australian. But you, but you can't. You also, you also can't do my boys, uh, Patty Mills and Joe Ingles and Andrew Bogut dirty. Are they? They're, all, they're, they're not they lottery solid players, careers. but they're all Australians, and they're all they're all tough dudes. They they they've all had solid careers, but they've never had like you know like first round. Lottery. Pick. No, but Andrew right. Andrew Bogut is a champion. That is, that is true, but <laughs> and uh, Patty Mills, he 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 does he does the U.S. proud on a on a yearly basis. Or I should say, uh, what is it? What's is there is there a term for every four years? I don't think there is. I think it's just the Olympics. But every four years, Patty Mills shows up for the Olympics. I appreciate it. Um, round one, uh, slot nine. We've got. Uh, Jeremy Shohan, Sohan out of Baylor. I hate this dude. As a Tar Heel fan, this dude is an aggravating punk, but I think he's a really good player. What are your thoughts? Uh, my bad. My someone. Wait, hold on. Let me put my phone on. Do not disturb really quick so people don't call me. Um. <laughs> Uh, Baylor usually produces, I think, solid players. So I'm gonna go with uh, what position is he? Um, he is a he's a he's a forward. He's a forward, and uh, I'm sorry. uh, What what team was it again? The Spurs. The Spurs. Oh, I think he'll be fine. Um, Pop usually produces good players, no matter where they come from. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna trust this one. I think I think it's interesting because um, Pop notably has players that don't have difficulty. Like he does, he's not known for going out and getting players with like a eh, I don't know if we like that guy kind of uh, vibe. And uh, I I don't know much about uh, Jeremy's complete college career, but the one time that I really focused focused in on him. He played um, North Carolina in one of the craziest uh, Tar Heel games ever. And one of the, probably one of the most NCAA tournament crazy games ever. Um, it went to, I think, double overtime. It was, it was insanity. Uh, but he, he was like, you know, tripping players and hard fouling people. And so that was, it was an interesting look, but he went top 10. So I guess it, his, the rest of his college career was probably untainted, but it was interesting. Um, and finally, the tenth pick of round one, guard Johnny Davis uh, to the Wizards. He's out of Wisconsin. Um, I think the Wizards definitely needed a guard. Yeah, uh, I don't even know who their guard. I think who's it? Ish Smith is that their guard right now? They, yeah, they had. I think they had <laughs> Ish Smith, maybe. Ish Smith, yeah. Um, especially if I, I honestly don't know what the Wizards are planning right now i know they picked up some three and d players uh but i'm not the wizards really are the wizards are planning to pay bradley beal that's yeah, what they're uh, planning to do yeah and then i think they just accept losing and just accept you know bringing fans into the seats i think that's what they've accepted um 
I think I I don't know really much about him, but if it's a guard, I like the pick. And you're on the Wizards, so you're gonna get plenty of opportunities. But yeah. I don't remember outside of outside of Bradley Beal and John Wall, the Wizards really haven't really hit with any picks so far. So I'm gonna go with Bus. That's fair. That's fair. I feel like the Wizards are really trying to bank on um, th- their their stars actually showing up. Like they've got Porzingis and they've got uh, Kuzma, right? They've got Kyle Kuzma. Like they they want um, these guys to step up for Bradley Beal and really show that uh, they can do something. But I mean, Porzingis has shown it time and time again. I don't think he's going to be there. I don't think he can do it, so that's not helpful. Um, but real quick on that same subject, what and this kind of happened during the same time we've kind of been on a break. What, what, do you, what, what was your thoughts about the the Bradley Beal the Bradley Beal decision to to stay with the Wizards and take the bag? See, I personally, I mean, like it's his life. If you want to go get that money, go get it. Because I know, like, he probably wants to set up like his kids, his grandkids, their children and you know just like his whole legacy but it's like bro like don't you get tired of losing at some point (laughs) like I know you've seen the games where he'll go like 10 straight games scoring like 40 plus points but they'll lose and then you'll just see a video of him on social media looking like defeated and looking around like wow why don't I have like any help it's like bro you do it you, you do it to yourself like you you could easily one, take a pay cut so you guys can actually get good players because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that would like to play with Bradley Beal. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know about and DC. A lot but... of people, and a lot of people that would like to play in D.C. I mean, for a while, D.C. was on KD's top three because he's from there. Yeah, and, like, especially with the KD sweepstakes going on, I think if – I'm not sure when KD requested a trade. I don't know if it was after or before. But, like – if you knew there was, like, some turmoil going on, like, in Brooklyn, when you want to, like, keep an open mind, like, hey, like, you want to take a pay cut, we might be able to get KD, like, if something happens. Like, right. I don't know. It's just, he's had, like, plenty. Like, I, I just don't want to hear excuses from him anymore. No. And I don't want to hear excuses from that team because I think, if anything, I think it speaks volumes on the Wizards more than it does him. Because if they truly cared about winning, they – wouldn't have offered him that much. And I know, like, you're supposed to, like, overpay for to, like, keep superstars. But I've seen teams where they're, like, not, like, we haven't done anything with you. Like, we're going to go a different direction, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, like, sit him down and be like, hey, like, I know you want all this money, but, like, we really want to win. Do you think you could, like, help us out and, like, we can compromise? I don't know. It's just me personally. I, I hated him signing the extension because there was so many teams that could have used him. The Sixers could have used him. The Celtics could have used him. The Heat could have used him. The Lakers could have used him. Like, there were so many teams that could have used him. And just to to reiterate for anyone who doesn't know, it was a $251 contract. That's just nutty. Um, That's insane. Uh, and, And honestly, this is a hot take. I think he's a great player. But I don't even know if he's worth that, especially with the Wizards, how they've been. I feel like he's been giving his all to the Wizards, but they still haven't been doing anything. Like, there's other players that have been giving their all. Like, Luka Doncic, I would argue, has had worse teams and still done better. He's made the playoffs. So I think that, like, 
if you're going to throw the bag at someone, it's got to be someone who's getting you to the playoffs. If he's not even getting you to the playoffs or a play-in game, I don't know why you're throwing the bag at him. And I'm not saying he's overrated. I think he's a fantastic player. I just don't think he deserves the bag. And that's just my opinion. But and Also, the I think the deepest they've ever been in the playoffs with Bradley Beal is the second round. Like, I, know uh, yeah. and, I, I know him and John Wall went to the playoffs a, a few times, and the most they made it was the second round. And then ever since John Wall left, I think they've only made the playoff once, which is when. Uh, like, yeah, the, the, one, the one time they went uh, deep in the playoffs was the, uh, the Paul Pierce. I didn't call bank. I called game shot. Yeah. That or what? Or was it when John Wall hit a uh, – or I think, it was the I think that's, game seven. It was the was that not game the, seven. Was that not the same playoff series? It might – honestly, I – no, I think Paul Pierce retired like the year before. Okay, okay. So that – okay, so back-to-back years and then they didn't – they haven't been since. Really. No, no. Yeah. And they had the they had the play in game when Russell Westbrook was there, but they lost that, so that didn't that didn't matter. No, no, they they made the playoffs that year. Okay. They, they lost in five games to the Sixers. In That's the first correct. Round. That's correct. So yeah, they're but they're but this still goes to show they're not they're not producing at all. Um, uh, for for what what they needed to uh, another another uh, team that's not producing uh, up to where they should be the Nets and. Over the course of the last two months, there's been a whole will they, won't they whole ordeal with KD and Kyrie. Kyrie requested trades, so then he's like, nah, I'll stay. And then KD's like, nah, I'm out. And then now it looks like both of them might end up being there. Like, do, do you think Do you think at, at the start of the NBA season this year, both those guys are on the roster? I think I, w- I want to say yes, just because of their asking price for both of these mm-hmm. players, especially KD. Um, I think they've wanted like two all-star players, a young talent, and then like a bunch of. I mean, yeah. Have picks. you have you seen the have you seen the asking prices for some of these trades? Some of these trades. What was what was that one trade they tried to make with uh, the Timberwolves? It was oh. like. Anthony Edwards and um, Carl Anthony Towns and Carl Anthony Towns for Kevin Durant. Like what? Oh, not including the the a bunch of draft picks, also. Right, right. Is any team? I mean, first of all, does any team have the the that's to do that? And second of all, do you think any team would do that? Does any team in the league want to go out and do that? The only team, in my opinion, that has the assets is the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the draft picks. They have the young players. Um, they have Jordan Poole as a trading chip, along with like uh, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga, and James Wiseman. Along and Jordan Poole, along with a bunch of draft picks. I think that would probably land you, Katie. But at the same time, it's like, do you really want to risk your future over? I know, like nowadays, athletes last longer than before, but he's. 30, I think 34, turning 34 this year. Right. Excuse me. Um, I don't know. I just don't think anyone's going to pay the price that they want. And in the end, I think it's going to hurt them because I don't think you want, like, a disgruntled player no, in no. your locker room playing for you. Um, Kyrie, I already know KD will still play through it. I don't know how the fans will take it. 
but because he he has four years left on his contract, he has to play. Right. But then there's Kyrie, who I'm almost certain will sit out if he has to. Right. Even though he opted into his contract, but I don't know. I I just don't see them going anywhere unless they lower their asking price. Especially because I've seen all these asking prices for like players that want trade, like Donovan Mitchell. The asking prices for that was ridiculous. So I'm like, yeah, if Donovan Mitchell's worth that, KD and Kyrie are definitely probably worth. Maybe not Kyrie, but KD for sure. But I definitely, think, I think Kyrie, if anything, maybe traded at the deadline. Maybe same for KD. I think I think Kyrie Kyrie could get moved. I think the the honest reality is I think neither get moved. Kyrie sits the bench until they decide to either buy him out or do something with him. And KD will play through it, like you said, until there's another option that presents itself. But I think I think at least for the start of the season, both guys are there. There's only one that's playing, and that would be KD because his, his ego would hurt too much if he sat. And I know you probably saw um, Goran Dragic talking about his, like, time with the Nets and how he hated it and how, yeah. like, the locker room was pretty much, like, cancerous that – Everyone just, like, worried about their own stats. They weren't really worried about winning and stuff like that. And just, like, imagine, like, that culture, like, with two disgruntled players, especially with the Eagles, like, KD. Awful. Yeah, and, I, and I think it I think it just – it more goes to show and prove that Boston was not the problem. Uh, Kyrie was, in fact, the problem. If that's, if that's what's going on. I mean, you see, you see Boston and the success they've had since he's left. Um, and how much nicer the locker room is and the players vibe together. Like, you might not have a chip to show for it, but, I mean, they've, they've had way more production than Kyrie's sniffed at. And not only Kyrie, but I think it says a lot about KD, too, for his decision leaving the Warriors. I think it just goes to show it really wasn't like – I know he had beef with Dream on, but it really was, it wasn't that because – I mean, like, it's not like Draymond was the problem. Not anyone on the Warriors was the problem. It was just KD's ego got in his way. And yeah. he, he listened to the media and the crowd like, oh, like, you're, like, pretty much, like, you're you're not the leader of the team. You can't lead your own team and stuff like that. It's just, like, if you're in that position, like, if he stayed on the Warriors, I guarantee you they would, outside of the Toronto season, when, or the season when Toronto won, they, they probably would still be winning all the chips right now because nobody's beating that team. And I think yeah. if, you're, if you're KD, you stay with them, bro. Like, you, you should not care what – and we've talked about this before, KD, like, reacting to, like, the media and, like, everyone. is like, bro, you should not care what anyone thinks. If you're winning rings, you're winning rings. Like, right, and no one, it might no not one be fun for anything. Yeah, it might not be fun for us, but it's fun for you. You're winning. Like, right. just keep winning. And, like, right. you're and just if, going – And if you're going to leave – and if you're going to leave, make sure you're pairing yourself up with people that are trying to achieve the same success and not just trying to pat stats. And I think that to, to, his, to, his, to his detriment, I think Kyrie won a chip way too early. He was too young in his career to win a championship. And now he's been sitting around doing absolutely nothing, getting older, not playing, not performing. And I just – I think, it, I think it, it, it tarnished him to win so early because he was like, I already won. I don't need to do it again. That and he wanted to like one up LeBron, like yo, like I can do that. I, I didn't really need you, and it's like, uh, I mean, before LeBron got there, you really weren't doing it. I mean, LeBron left, went to the Lakers, and won a chip. Whether you call it the Mickey Mouse ring, as Jay says, or not, it's still a chip. It still counts in the record books. And LeBron has won one. You've won zero. So you're he's beating you. And. 
and it's like and now he wants to go back to lebron like oh like i should have known better this and that it's it's like that ex-girlfriend that like you like she <laughs> cheated on you and then she realized something good with you and it's like oh no like i want you back if i was lebron i mean it's lebron only wants him back because like obviously like the lakers like need a lot of help but i guarantee right. if, if the lakers were like fine just the way they were i don't think lebron would want him back honest heck that's no. my honest opinion heck no um Switching, switching, switching gears a little bit um, over to the Western Conference, um, the Suns, uh, in kind of a weird little turn of events, DeAndre Ayton signs with them and puts out a statement about how he's glad to get back to work with the guys and do the, do the thing all over again. Uh, do you buy that statement? Do you think he really wanted to get out of there and then – the Suns just kind of trapped him back by matching the Pacers, or do you think he's actually happy to be there and it was just about money? I think he is happy to be there. I think he just wanted his money. But at at the same time, I don't think – I think he needed to be humbled a little, which I think he did, because he went out on the free agency market and saw that he wasn't worth as much as he thought he was. Right, but I mean, at the end of the day, he still got a pretty hefty contract. So, like for all the trouble that we thought probably could have, like it could have been worse, he still got the bag. Maybe not as much as he wanted, but I think now that he knows, like, hey, like I'm maybe I'm not as worth worth as much as I, I as I thought I would be. I think this is gonna motivate him to like perform even more. Even then, I think he's been a pretty solid player for the Suns. Maybe not you know, number one overall pick worthy, but like for what they're building over there, I think he's been pretty solid for them and his stats have been consistent over the years. Yeah. Um, I think, I also think the, um, the Suns knew they couldn't lose him because I think honestly that would have been a big blow, especially yeah. with like all the, the big man market right now. I don't think it's that great with whoever left it, who's, whoever is left in free agency. And you have like Chris, Paul at the end of his career and Devin Booker in his prime. I just don't think you want to lose someone like that. But in my honest opinion, I think he is happy to stay there. I just think he needed to be humbled a little. That's fair. That's fair. I completely agree with that. I like that. Not much more to be said on that. I just want to get your, your little take. Now, uh, moving to moving to our favorite team, the Celtics. Uh, yes. In the last couple uh, – in, in the last month, they signed uh, Danilo Gallinari. Uh, to a two-year, $13 million deal. And they yes. signed Malcolm Brogdon. Super, Love super it. cool. Uh, they, they traded for him. But um, what, what do you think about both of those? And uh, what, what have, what have your, your thoughts been about the, the Celtics Summer League production? Okay, so I'm going to start off with Gallinari and Brogdon. I love those pickups. I think we, we hit the um, – we hit the nail or yeah, what's the saying? Hit the nail. Nail on the head. <laughs> nail on the head with with those picks. We needed bench scoring slash three point shooting. We got that with Gallinari. We needed uh someone that could dictate the offense when we're a little stagnant and you know, play make and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a little more scoring production to like get the load off of Tatum and Brown. We got that with Brogdon. I've wanted Brogdon for the longest. Ever since he went to the Pacers, I was like, oh, my God, I wish we had Brogdon. The only thing that's going to concern me is his um, 
he's a little bit injury prone, but if he can stay healthy, I think the Celtics just reloaded for another finals run. Um, I think they're still the probably the team to beat in the Eastern Conference, I think, yeah. uh, with those two pickups. And, yeah, I'm just – I'm stoked, bro. I'm like, oh, my the God. Only, the, only team, the only team I think that was better before these pickups were the Bucks when Middleton is healthy. Um, but you add Brogdon and you add Gallinari, I think we are as good, if not better. Um, we didn't lose anyone. Uh, and that's the thing we we bro we gave up like chips and paper clips and yeah we didn't lose them. we didn't lose a lot of money we didn't we didn't lose a lot of cap space either the the other thing the other thing I'd like to ask you which is uh, based off of these guys uh, for a while when we were on our our, our podcast uh, you said that uh, you don't think that the Celtics are done do you think Brad Stevens is good with the roster is it all locked up or do you think he still has one more move. Well, I did think they had one more move, but they let that um that seventeen point whatever mill trade uh trade player exception uh expire, the one from when they traded uh Evan Fournier. Yeah. So I think for now, I think he's content. But when it comes in like I think he just wants to see how like probably like how the first half of the season plays out with this roster. Very fair. Um I I'm still going to stick with I don't think he's done making moves, but I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to make them in the offseason. I think he's going to wait for in-season to make them. That's very fair. I, I would agree with that. Um, the For me, the Celtics got to – barring any injury, the Celtics got to start hot, and they got to be they got to be unbeatable for the first half because if they're not, it will be really hard to do exactly what they did last year because I don't think the East is going to be as bad and beaten up as it was last year. And on top um, of that, the the turnaround they had was like a historic turnaround. That's like nothing mm-hmm. we've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. So like I like you said, like it's gonna just be hard to replicate that. And I think just digging your, I think part of the reason the Celtics got tired in the playoffs was they played so hard to dig themselves out of that hole they were in early in the season. And I just think if you get yourself to, off to a hot start, you don't have to, you know. Not play as hard, but um, you know, just like not have to worry as much like about seeding and whatnot. Yeah, um, yeah. I I just I think they're gonna have a. I think they should be back in the Eastern Conference with the roster they have now. Um, like I said, if Brogdon stays healthy. If Gallinari can, you know, just give you like ten points off the bench. Yep. I just think the biggest part is which I think Brogdon's going to help with is just limiting the turnovers and Jason Tatum being more consistent shooting the ball. And handling it. He's got to have way less turnovers. Yeah, and I think Brogdon's going to help a lot with that. And I think mm-hmm. I think this is the year – I know we've said it, like, probably for the past two years, like, this is the year Tatum's going to make the leap. I really think – I really think this is the year where he's going to take that leap into the MVP conversation. And I think if he doesn't, I'm not saying uh, Brown will be MVP status, but I think if Tatum doesn't make that leap, I think Brown will make a significant leap, which is crazy because I don't think he has that much far to, much more to go. Oh, no, I, I honestly think, like, he's not far behind from Tatum. I just think Tatum has just, like, that higher ceiling. Slightly, That's fair. Slightly, slightly. That's fair. Um, in keeping with basketball, I honestly uh, did not watch a bunch of the summer league uh, mostly because a lot of those players I get hyped about never end up 
playing a game in the NBA. <laughs> but uh, so I, I just kind of monitor the the stats and what's what's what happens with them. Uh, but I imagine you watched a little bit. What were your what were your takeaways from the summer from the summer league that you watched? Um, as I said in the the beginning, uh, Chet Holmgren and Keegan Murray. Uh, I think they both prove themselves that they're ballers. <laughs> And that they don't really need – I mean, they both got – not Keegan Murray. He didn't get shut down. But Chet Holmgren got shut down for, like, the end of the summer league because they were like, yeah, we already know what we got. And Keegan Murray, like, shut all the doubters up um, and showed that he can ball and that he's probably going to be the best pick the Kings have had in a while outside of De'Aaron Fox. Um, also, uh, going back to the Celtics, um, what, what's that kid's name? J.D. Um, – Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. He had a like phenomenal. Uh, hold on, give me like one second. He had a he had a really phenomenal summer league, and he kind of came out of nowhere. He's a point guard. Uh, give me one second. I got it right here. You talking about JD Davidson? Yeah, him. Yes. Yeah. That dude. That dude's a stud. Um, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna make the roster, and I think he's gonna. I hope. I hope he really cracks the rotation i i don't think he will but he i think i saw earlier that he had like the third most like all-time averages for assists in the summer league behind lonzo who averaged nine uh peyton pritchard who averaged 8.5 and then he was right behind peyton pritchard with like 8.3 or something like that yep um dude came out of nowhere and um I, apparently he was like or a lot of people are saying he was probably the biggest steal of the draft in the second round. Um, I know we've heard like that a lot in the past about Celtics picks, but I think this one's going to really pan out to be a pretty good pick if he can crack the rotation, especially. That's fair. Uh, my highlight for the summer league is a guy that I hope gets a contract at least two way. Uh, my boy Brady Manick out of UNC. He had a really good summer league with the Hornets. And I think he proved that his game can translate from college to the NBA. Is he the greatest defender? No, but he gives it 110% on defense always. Is he going to, like, get rebounds out the wazoo? No, but he's going to give you, you know, three to five a game. And he is one of the most elite shooters I have ever seen at the college level. And I'm seeing it on the NBA court. And I like it. And I hope some team gives him a two-way contract. Obviously, he worked with the Hornets, so most likely it would be them. But I would love to see it because my boy's given it all, and I think he'd be a great pickup for anyone. Uh, that was my my little highlight. It's a little little biased because I'm I'm a UNC Tar Heel fan through and through, but at the same time, he's he's backing it up with his play. So that'd be that'd be something for me. Um, switching sports. Um, not too much in the way of football news, um, but uh, today, uh, yesterday or today, it was announced um, that, uh, or actually, I guess, no, we'll, we'll stick with basketball. I have one more, one more thing for basketball. Uh, we've got the Miles Bridges issues. Miles Bridges, this man, uh, it was announced that he um, pleaded not guilty uh, for these awful crimes that he's been accused of and there's evidence for um 
what what are your thoughts on that? I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, but uh, do you do you think do you think there's there's any way in which this dude gets back on a basketball court or is he done? I don't want to spend too much time on it because um, I don't know. I just think I get tired of like hearing about these athletes with all these domestic violence cases, and it just annoys me that they don't really get punished for it, especially in the NFL. I know we're talking about the NBA right now, but it mainly happens in the NFL and they usually get second chances. So I'm expecting that he will get a second chance in the league just because that's how the sports world works. If you're the only, the only thing, the only exception to that is Adam Silva is much more of a progressive uh, commissioner. Yeah. And I I was going to get to that. Um, I think just because like you said, Adam, Adam Silver is uh, much more aggressive. I think, you know, if I think Tyreek Evans got like a what a two year ban for PEDs, mm-hmm. if he's gonna get a two year ban for that, you should give this dude minimum. A, I think a two year ban from the league. Um, he fumbled the bag. I think he was supposed to make like a what a hundred fifty something million. Yep. Uh, the the Hornets were offering him that, but then they um took the offer back. Uh, and I've been reading that he can still possibly play this season just like on a one-year tender deal. I think it was like seven mil. It it just kind of sickens me that that's possible that he can get a second chance. Me, if it was me, if, I, if it was up to me, I don't think he should ever touch the court again. But just because how sports world works, he's going to get a second chance. But in my opinion, I think he should at least a minimum have like a two-year ban because I know you saw the pictures. I know everyone saw the pictures. Awful. Um, it was pretty bad and the fact that he did it in front of his kids too who are I think were like four-year-olds I think this makes it 10 times worse and like I know you've everyone should have been taught this like you don't ever like lay your hands on a woman Mm -hmm. and especially especially as a guy that just makes you I think I think it makes you like a punk I think it makes you like a, a coward and weak and stuff and especially in front of your children too that's just it it just disgusts me, honestly. Yep, yep. Um, switching gears over to uh, stuff that's more delightful. The MLB had its All Star game uh, yesterday. Uh, did you watch that? If you did, what were some things that stood out? If you didn't, um, Stanton got the MVP, which is pretty cool. Um, what uh, did did you did you watch it? So I didn't watch it, but I did see like highlights from it. I saw Stanton's uh, two-run shot to tie the game. That was a buys it. He's a that, he's that a monster. A he's a monster. And I think this uh, back when the Yankees traded for him, I think this is like the type of production. Excuse me, like the All-Star level production they expected. It might might have taken a little longer than they wanted to, but. He's getting back to like his like MVP ways, and it's like yes. pretty awesome to see. Um, and I don't know if you saw um, Tommy or was it it's um, what's his face uh, Cortez? Mm-hmm. Um, did you see like his little like weird like pitch routine before he pitched? He like did like I did, I did. <laughs> he did like a little like half spin wiggle like I, I don't know what he was doing I thought it was pretty funny though um 
I think it just goes to show that the American League has some studs. They've had studs for like the past like decade. Cause I think that was like their ninth straight time beating the NL, which is uh yep. pretty ridiculous if you ask me. Not saying that the NL has scrubs because you know you have like teams like the Dodgers and stuff. Um I don't know. I I I like the MLB All Star Game. I I didn't really get a chance to watch it this year. I usually do. Yeah. But I think, I think that's. I think it's the one All Star Game, like outside of maybe the NBA that like people. It's worth watching. Play. Yeah, it's worth yeah. watching. Yeah. I think I think uh, the cool thing for me, some of the highlights. Uh, one, uh, the AL's dark jerseys. Those were really sleek. Oh, those were fire. really cool. Those were fire. The, the jerseys were fire. Um, the other thing that I really liked. Um, Jose Trevino uh, is a Yankee. He got um, he got uh, nominated to the, uh, the the All Star Game. But one of, one of the really cool things is he was um, mic'd up uh, for for the game. And uh, there's there's a, a video clip of him at his first at bat in the All Star Game, and he's just doing commentary about it and talking to the catcher and talking to the, the guy in the booth and he gets a, just a beamer, just a, I think it, it could have been a double, but he hit it too hard. So they get carried off the wall, but he, he got a single, his first hit in the all-star game, but it was just a really cool moment, especially from a Yankee uh, to, to witness. And it's just cool moments in sports because he, like everyone grows up a little kid who wants to make the big hit. And it's really cool to see these guys get to do it. And what was also really cool, in my opinion, um, the the home run derby. Oh yes, Albert it was it was, it was really entertaining this year. Um, yeah, if you didn't know, uh, Juan Soto uh, won the home run derby with uh, nineteen against Julio Rodriguez in the final. Yep, and um, he he was coming off an injury that coming into this year, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so I think that's like a pretty awesome moment, and like on top of that, beating out the two-time champ Pete Alonso, who was like heavily favored. Mm-hmm. Um, I caught like the end of the derby. Like, I no, actually, I, I lied. I watched most of it. I, I think I fell asleep towards the end. Um, <laughs> Fair. But I was surprised. Pete Alonso kind of like gassed, like halfway, like in the second round, he kind of like looked pretty gassed. Well, Alonso's doing all he can to keep the Mets relevant, so. Yeah, but um, who was the um, the kid from the Mariners? Oh, against uh, Pete Alonso. Yeah, you are talking about uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. No, 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 on the Mariners, um, the one that oh. that uh, Soto faced in the oh final Ho- round. Jose Ramirez. No, I don't. I don't think it was Jose Ramirez. You talking about Julio Rodriguez? Yes, him, him, him. <laughs> okay, we're, we'll finally get down the, the list. <laughs> yes. Uh, that dude was hitting some bombs in the first oh, round. Oh, smoking them. And, um, uh, I don't know. 32. Pre- <laughs> yeah, 30, yeah, that was pretty ridiculous. And, um, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was pretty cool to see, like, two young studs uh, beat out the two-time champ. I, cause, especially is, with how is. heavily favored he was. It is really crazy because uh, Rodriguez had 32 in the first round, 31 in the second round. He had, like, 60-plus home runs in the first two rounds and lost. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really cool. It was really cool um, for, 
for what might be his last season, who knows, but uh, Albert Pujols uh, got in there, and he actually made a splash. He got to the second round. Yeah, that, that was a pretty awesome moment, honestly, especially, like, it was in hostile turf because he plays for the Cardinals, obviously, playing, like, his last – which is po- – with – I can't talk right now. Um <laughs> what is probably his last, like, um, all-star appearance, uh, doing mm-hmm. it, like, on hostile turf, but still, like, you know, getting the cheers and um, making it to the second round. I think it's a pretty awesome moment for him. 100%. Um, going going to the Yankees, just to talk about them for a bit, um, they are still uh, – obviously, baseball hasn't started because the uh, – at, at the All-Star game was last night, but it'll start up again in about a little less than a week. Um, but uh, the Yankees are still in first place. Uh, and the Rays are 13 games back. Are you are you like, yeah, this makes sense? Or are you like, wow, this is honestly, I'm shocked that they're this good. They're 64 and 28. I'm honestly really shocked that they're – I know obviously they have, like, a talented roster, but I didn't think they'd be, like, this far ahead at this point in the season. And, I, I mean, they, I'm not saying they should, like, lift their foot off the gas because we've seen uh, time and time again where teams are 10 games behind heading into the last month of the season and magically still, like, come back. Um I just think they need, they need to keep playing how they've been playing all year. Judge still needs to perform like a MVP. I think he should win MVP if Otani doesn't win it. Um, yeah, I didn't think they'd be this good. And I think the most surprising thing, it's not the Yankees. It's like the whole AL East in general. I think yeah. all the teams are like 500 right now or over. All the teams, even the Orioles. They're yeah, even the Orioles. Yeah, 46. The and, Orioles, okay, to put it in perspective, the Orioles have a better winning percentage than the Cleveland Guardians, and the Guardians are only two games back of their division. Yeah, and uh, if you look at the standings, the Orioles are only like three games out of the wild card right now. Which is insane. It is it is honestly the best. I mean, it's always been, in my opinion, the best division in baseball. But I think this year is probably the greatest year for this whole division. Oh, yeah, I agree. And the fact that three of the teams can make the playoffs is like pretty insane to me. It's, it's crazy. I mean, all, all five teams are fighting for it, which is unheard of. And if I'm the Yankees, because of all these teams fighting, I just don't want to see the Rays in like early in the playoffs. I think that's like the one team I want to avoid early. Oh, 100%. Um, On the subject of the Yankees last night, uh, there was an interview with a sideline reporter, and she, she got a hold of Aaron Judge, and she was like, hey, this little kid um, went to bed crying last night because he's not sure if you're going to be a Yankee next year. Are you going to be a Yankee? And he hardcore deflected the question and was like, well, there's a lot of great Yankees on the team. Uh, we kicked it around our Yankee group chat within my family. Uh, I was of the mind that it was kind of very like, eh, I don't know if he wants to be here, but my uncle was like, uh, I think he's just very good at deflecting a question because he doesn't want a little kid down. Do you think that he wants to be a Yankee? Do, do, if the Yankees offered him the money that he wants, do you think he'd sign? Or do you think he's kind of done being dicked around at this point? <sighs> to me, it sounds like a response like 
he wants to say like no but it's like obviously a little kid so he doesn't want to hurt the feelings like you said so he's not really sure how to answer it but at the same time he's like one of the nicest or according to people that have been like around him and whatnot he's like one of the nicest people you'll ever meet um so maybe that was just the case but the fact that they were willing to like not settle that aberration uh uh deal over two million dollars was pretty insane to me, especially with the year he's been having and the the year the Yankees have been having. Mm-hmm. And I think it's gonna come back to bite them because there's gonna be plenty of teams that will offer him the money, probably more than what he wants. Right. Uh, and the fact that you pretty much let two million dollars decide stand in the way stand in the way is pretty ridiculous. And the fact that, like, in those aberration things, it's pretty much, like, you know, you're, like, with your bosses and whatnot, and they're pretty much telling you why you're not worth that money. Got a little and, contract arbitration. It's freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of just, like, you know, they're telling you, like, why you're not worth – I think he wanted 21, but they gave him 19. Yep. They they eventually settled on it. But um, it's kind of just, like, yeah, you're not worth these two more million dollars because of this, 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 and that. And then you just have to come back the next day, act like none of that ever happened. And I just think having that happen over $2 million is, like, pretty ridiculous. And I think it's going to come back to bite them. Yeah, I agree. Um, anything else you wanted to touch base on before we hit up Garbage and Gold? Um, I was going to I was gonna introduce a, uh, a new segment real quick before we do that, but I wanted to ask if you had anything else news-wise you wanted to touch. Um. No, no, I no, no, no. I'm gonna save it for my uh, for my garbage. All right. So for the new segment, um, I just kind of want to. It kind of kind of falls along the lar- along the lines of garbage and gold, but this is just specifically for a player, not anything in sports. Um, but I'm I'm just doing like a a top performer of the week. So if you, uh, it could be any sports, uh, any any uh, game. Uh, do you have a top performer of the week? Who's who's someone that stood out for you? Uh, I've been talking about him for most of the podcast. Keegan Murray, I think, yes. is my standout. Uh, he won the the summer league MVP. I think he averaged like twenty four a game or something like that. And I think he proved a lot of people wrong because a lot of people were like, "Why'd you choose this guy over Jaden Ivy? This, this, and that." And I think he showed why. I think he's going to be a stud. That's fair. Uh, for me, it's Giancarlo Stanton because this man. Uh, it's easy to do – it's not easy to do what he does, but it's it's easier to do it with your team and the momentum. But it's a lot harder to go out and prove yourself as an all-star, and I think he did that with a booming fashion. So shout-out to Giancarlo. Uh, but now it is time for Garbage and Gold. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend, what is your Garbage and Gold for the week? You know what? I'm going to start off with some garbage Fair. because I'm pretty sure you've seen it. The Madden uh, 23 uh, overalls came out and they came out with the top 10 receivers in the game. And there was one notable missing player from the top 10 receivers in the game. And oh, it was yeah. Jamar Chase. Oh, I was thinking Debo Samuel. Oh, I didn't even... Wow, I didn't even realize. You know, Debo's that, that not that on that list. More to the, that, 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 Aggravating! Oh my god, that just added the even more garbage. The list is garbage. garbage. To this. 
they had Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen over those two. Like, are you yep. kidding me? Like, I think Jamar Chase was like an 87 overall. Yeah, no, they Which have. Which is uh, ridiculous. They have Debo at like an 88. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> but after the years they had, especially Jamar Chase, he was a rookie and he almost had 2,000 yards. Right. And he had like, right. what, 12, 13 touchdowns? That's, that's just insane to me. Like, you're going to put Amari Cooper over him? What what did Amari Cooper do last year? Like what did Keenan? I Nothing. mean, like no disrespect, but like they they were not on the level of this guy. I think probably I agreed with probably the top five list in the game, but other than that, I was like, bro, that that's garbage. That's garbage. Um, now that that's out of the way, because that that's been aggravating me all week after I saw that, and that that's why I am never buying a Madden game from EA ever again. Just I, just yeah, putting I, that out there. I haven't bought oh, one in a oh. while. It's been a, it's been a while since I bought one. When was the last one? When was the last time you bought a mat? When was the last time you bought a Madden? Unfortunately, game? I bought the most recent one that came out because it was on sale. Oh no! <laughs> okay, Only because it was fair. on sale, but I deleted it like two weeks later. So nice, nice. So yeah. they they still got your money. Yeah, they they still got <laughs> still got my money, but they will never get my money. I haven't again. bought a Madden in like five years. I I had I bought the EA plus EA subscription on on a PC for a dollar, and it gave me all of the the games to play. So I kind of been playing through it, but I only paid a dollar, and it was for all of EA. So it wasn't just Madden. Well, you, my friend, you did. <laughs> the PlayStation community a great a great service by not giving them thirty seventy dollars whatever. They oh it. heck no! I saved <laughs> I saved I saved that for the other disappointment two K. Oh yeah, we 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 already that that's just a different conversation. We, we, that'll we don't be need to that'll be there. another review for a different day. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna keep it in basketball. My gold for the week is um, the the Drew League got some attention this week. Uh, mm-hmm. from uh, LeBron and DeMar DeRozan pulling up. Uh, I thought it was pr- it was a pretty cool scene just seeing, like, everyone come out to, um, to you know, to, like, just watch LeBron busting up some Best Buy workers and, you know, some regular 9-to-5 folks that, are, that just got off their shift and just have to guard LeBron. Uh, um, I, I don't know. I thought it was a pretty cool moment. Uh, there's some photos that he posted of him, like, exiting the arena and, like, him like in the arena like in game it just kind of like brought like memories to like the lockout season when everyone didn't think there was going to be an nba that season but then like a bunch of players just pulled up to the drew league uh because it was like a packed house it looked like uh i mean even though those arenas are like small but it, it was literally sold out probably out to the door people waiting outside i thought it was a pretty cool moment there you go um, my garbage for the week, I'll start off with garbage because you started off with garbage, is that Brittany Griner is still in Russia. This, like, it's going to be my my garbage until she's not, honestly, because this, this is crazy. She, uh, July 7th, she pleaded guilty to drug charges because it would help her uh, basically negotiate a deal to get back into the States. And that was July 7th. It is now July 20th, and she's still in Russia. Uh, so uh, free BG, hashtag, all that good stuff. Uh, Brittany Griner needs to get out it's, of Russia. It's crazy, too, because Biden was like, yeah, you know, like we're doing 
like what we can and like we're we're working hard on it and it's like bro like clearly not like it that clearly that's not like one of your priorities if she's still there right now it's been i think since march she's been yeah. there right which is pretty insane yeah it's uh pretty crazy um yeah and my gold for the week uh for me it's just all-star weekend or all-star week i should say um I love baseball. It's my favorite sport. Growing up as a kid, I played for like nine years. I I just love it. Yankees are my favorite team. To see them represent an all-star game, to see all these different players on the, the, the greatest players in the greatest game, just just doing what they do best, um, showing out, having fun. I just I just loved it. I love I love the the home run derby, the all star game. It's just all it's all good fun. And and a and a and an honorable mention goes to Brian Cranston. I don't know if anyone watched the uh, celebrity all star game, but uh, Brian Cranston played and uh, dude was really funny because he was arguing strikes and balls and got kicked out by the ump. So he starts kicking dirt at the umpire and then throws bubble gum at him because he's pissed off and it was all you know for show but it was really funny and then the edits from it have been great so he he walked up to the breaking the breaking bad theme song so that was pretty dope um just brian cranston you're a real one love this um that was that was awesome but yeah another another fantastic episode my friend oh yeah it feels good to be back bro definitely we're, we're definitely not taking you know like this long of a break no, no, we needed we needed a good all star break, a uh, little little uh, summer summer break, but uh, we'll be back. Uh, we're gonna start uploading every Friday, so make sure make sure you guys are paying attention. Every Friday, we're gonna drop a new episode. Um, the, we've decided that we're gonna record on uh, Wednesday nights now, so um, Friday will be the upload day. So every Friday there'll be a new episode. Um, if not for some, whatever, whatever reason, we'll tweet about it or we'll post the Instagram thing about it. But, uh, yeah, so that's exciting. Cause now we know when, when things are dropping and when you guys can get updated with the newest news and to, uh, to piggyback off of that, if anyone, whoever's listening wants to be a guest, hit up our, hit up our IGs, our Facebooks, our Twitters, anything on social media. We definitely love to have some guest speakers on here. Definitely trying to get trying to get a couple different people to guest uh, here and there. So um, if you guys want to guest, and it doesn't matter what you want to talk about, uh, honestly, I am very good at connecting topics. Jeremy is good at it too, so we can find a way to to connect it with sports. You want to come on here and talk about hiking? Hiking is a sport to a lot of people. We can we can come on here and do a, a show just about hiking. You want to come on here and talk about race car driving? We can do that too. Do I know anything about cars? No. Would I love to learn? Sure. So yeah. if you got to go ahead. Oh uh, no, no. I was saying like, like literally, like like you said, literally anything. It could be like something you're passionate about. Like we'll we'll connect it. It doesn't matter yep. what it is. Yep. But anyways, folks. Uh, as always, I'm Noah. I'm Jeremy. And this is a Bizarre Podcast. We'll see you next week, folks. Stay safe. Peace. Welcome back to another edition of the Pidari Podcast. This week, it's Noah and Jeremy holding down the fort as Jay is taking a little bit of a sabbatical from the pod. We hope he comes back soon. This week, the guys discuss the NBA draft, a little bit of MLB news, and their garbage and gold for the week.
As always, thanks for listening, and we hope to see you next week.